What's going on, everybody? So, we live in a, in a uh, world anymore that's full of sights, smells, sounds, touch, things like this. There's all kinds of flashy advertisements and food packages and things like that to catch your attention. And because there are so many things like this, it can leave you very empty. And it can leave you without guidance in a lot of ways. And we're in a culture now without guidance in many ways. Um, because what's freaky about this kind of guidance that we're going to be talking about is that it requires you literally to try and find a way of going beyond sights, smells, touch, uh, hearing, taste, this kind of thing, to something more, something different, something that is not a thought, that is not an emotion, but something else as well. Um, but that requires you to find a way of silencing those things, if not like silencing them in the outer world, silencing your, uh, or removing your attention from the outer world in this way. And by this, by doing this, you can actually become aware of truths and understandings and guidances that are beyond the empirical. You know, if you're even moderately aware of any kind of spiritual traditions and, and language, you're aware of this idea of light versus darkness. But one of the things to be aware of is that <laughs> in the light, people hide. You know, people have all these masks. Politicians have all these masks. Um, but in the dark, everything comes out. Everything shows up. Because literally nobody's watching. Right? And it's not because you are necessarily trying to mislead people. I mean, that's that could be one reason, I suppose. But, like, there's many reasons why somebody might have a mask, right? Um, this is something that I've, I've uh, attempted to explain. I might do a deeper episode on this, but... You know, by doing this, by having a mask, you're attempting to keep the vulnerabilities to a minimum or whatever, right? Whatever it is. And so you are becoming something different in light. Because light 
has shadow. Shadow doesn't really exist. Um, it's a sort of metaphorical or allegorical example of how this works. And so, the other reason why I'm using this kind of example is because with light comes all these different things that block this truth, this guidance, this understanding. Um, so in the dark, with nothing around, you can start to become aware of, of a deeper understanding, a different sort of level of knowledge that is beyond your mind, beyond your thoughts. And you can call this knowledge intuition if you want. But uh, I don't know if I'd even use that word because intuition usually implies something to do with the body. You know, you, you have intuition, for instance, about like, oh, um, this person is going to be a certain way with me or whatever, you know, this kind of thing. Or he's going to cheat on me or something. But just because you have an intuition like that doesn't actually mean it's going to be true. Um, oftentimes, what I become aware of is that the intuitions, if they exist, are kind of body-based or they're emotion-based. Um, where it's like you either have an intuition that's kind of very gut level which is usually, you know, there's a little bit more of a, that's the right word I'd use. Accuracy to them, I guess. Not absolute accuracy, perhaps, but, but then there's some sort of uh, unseen intuition to emotion, and emotional intuition that creates kinds of assumptions and things like this um you could have an assumption for instance that says like oh if he acts this way he is he doesn't like me he must be having an affair or whatever it is and so you can activate that assumption and because the intuition doesn't necessarily work with pure logic it can use that assumption to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, find what you're looking for, right? And so if it sees that this person is becoming silent or whatever, you're going to, the intuition is going to flash. Oh, he's, he's cheating on me. I mean, there could be an intuition that's deeper than this, then that can kind of help you become aware of, of how that might be not true. But oftentimes what I've become very aware of is that intuition is um, kind of harder to interpret than people realize because oftentimes we have these um, assumptions and our judgments and things like this that kind of uh, influence what the intuition is or the instinct is whatever that is um, and so 
this may or may not be an in intuition-based thing. Uh, but it's not. Well, I don't think it really is in the same sense as it is for, for the typical intuition. Because what you're doing in this case is, is a bit different. We'll get into that in a minute. But, like, so... How do you do this? How do you become aware of this area, this place? And the answer is... So, start by noticing something around you, any, anything at all, sound, sight, smell, whatever it is, right? Um, and imagine that all of those things that you're noticing now, if you are noticing a smell, for instance, that means you can't notice something else. Like if you're if your uh, attention is already one hundred percent used or ninety percent used, you can't become aware of this inner guidance area. You can't become aware of the truths that are that are within this area. I won't even call it inner guidance because it's not necessarily guidance in this typical sense. But like, you can't become aware of it because. There's too many things going on. There's too many sights. There's too many smells. Um, things like this. Not that you have to necessarily get rid of sights and smells. And, and being in this silent room by yourself, meditating or something. You can actually do this around those kinds of environments. But you might find it easier to start in more of a silent area first. But anyways, if you are aware of a lot of those things first, that's all you can become aware of, right? Imagine that you can only become aware of about 16 pieces of information. And then I, when I mean information, I don't necessarily even just mean like information in the sense of like, knowledge and words and you know things like and ideas and things like this but i'm talking about information as well as well having to do with sensory information sights smells things like this uh and if you are imagine that with these 16 bits of information, if you are aware of one bit of information um, in, let's say, spot one, where spot one information will become aware of, that, that you are aware of, like the, which is basically the, the most uh, important thing that you're noticing right now, you can't have another spot one. There's only one, right? <sighs> to give an example. Because of that, you can't become aware of this other thing that we're talking about. Um, I'm not doing a very good job of going into this, but um, but because you can't go in, because you can't are be, be because you're aware of all these other things, you're not you can't become aware of this thing. 
And so what you need to learn how to do is to literally start becoming aware of nothing, in a sense. So this is this is where we get into the, the a bit of a uh, of the difficulty of the, of actually becoming aware of this element of yours of you know, reality, right? Because in order to do this, you can't do this in like a typical way. Like if you want to become aware of, of smell, if you want to see something. You can see that thing directly and you can focus your attention on that, that sight, smell, or sound, or whatever it is. And you can directly notice it. Right? But with this thing, uh, this, uh, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, omniscient self, I suppose. Whatever, what with this uh, thing comes, you know, you can't say look at it directly, in a sense of like, uh, becoming aware directly of a sight or a smell, or a sound, because it is something that kind of happens through noticing. You'll be through just kind of like random things. And so what you have to learn how to do is to first what you have to start to do. And we'll get into why doing this is important in a second. But first what you have to do is you have to not notice as much as possible the sights and smells and sounds around you. And just not focus on those things. Not focus on your thoughts. Not focus on your emotions. And just... Notice nothing. Notice the silence. Now, there is always some form of silence somewhere. Some form of what you would call nothingness. Um, but this nothingness is not necessarily nothing in the typical sense of the word we use the word nothing. Because it is a sort of naked awareness. So if it may still feel like you're aware, but that's not nothing. That's not, you know, a problem in this situation, right? So what you want to do is you want to ask a question like, what about this or what about that or whatever? And you and you don't try to f- focus for the answer. You don't try to like think of the answer. You don't try to look at the answer online or whatever. What you do is you. Think of an answer like you you don't think of an answer, sorry. What you do is you focus on nothing, on this silent part of yourself, if you can find it. It's it's something you can find. Um, It's not as difficult as it sounds. But you can find it. And so you become aware of it. And you can start. And you can actually find an answer. You can actually. You won't you, you won't actually find the answer. In, a, in, a, in an active sense. It's more like it comes to you. From this other area. 
And so, the point of really doing this, there's many reasons we're doing this, right? Number one is you can actually start to become aware of information beyond the typical information that you're getting from the things around you, from your ideas. And you can actually start to get information that helps you become aware of how you might be deluding yourself about yourself and about others and things like this. Or how you might be overstretching yourself. Even now or a couple of minutes ago, it was telling me like you might want to stop doing this episode or you might you know, burn yourself out and you might become too tired or whatever, you know, this kind of thing. And so you can become aware of this, but it becomes, but you have to find a way of, uh, literally going beyond the sounds and sights around you, literally going beyond, you know, speculating and thinking like, oh, it could be this or it could be that, or you know, maybe it's this thing. Um, and just noticing and trying to stick with that silent area. And from that area, if it's, if it's important, it will come to you. You can't find it in this area. It's not like you can, it's not like finding something that you lost, right? If you drop something in some water, if you look for it, if you, if you, uh, you can actually, like, jump in and find it. You can look with your hands and with your eyes, and you can see it. But with this, you can't do it in that direct sense. It has to almost be something that you're just becoming aware of. It's just something that happens. It comes from this place. Um, if that makes any sense. And so, you can literally start to become aware of another level of being, another understanding of life, this kind of thing. And so, the reason for doing this could be multiple reasons, right? You might want to learn more about what, what reality is. You might want to learn more about, like, what's holding you back. You might want to learn more about, like, what your self-delusions are, this kinds of thing. Um, you might want to learn more about the spirituality of yourself, what your true spirituality is, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think there are certain things that you might not really be able to learn in the traditional sense, but you can absolutely learn here and there are certain things that you can learn in the traditional sense that this area will not necessarily care about in the same way as you do still may give you some interesting answers though um you know not see like it cares in an emotional sense but you know it's more of a sort of it's more of a sort of knowing that comes from this area if that makes any sense. So this knowingness is kind of happening. It's kind of showing you things. And you can start to become aware of a deeper level of understanding in this way. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Next episode.